Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends, and happy Monday if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, which is every Monday if you didn't know, but happy whatever day it is for you for whatever yeah, whatever day you're listening, wherever you're listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, standing in your power, loving yourself, being grateful for and receiving all the abundance that is meant for you and coming for you and already in your world. I'm excited for you guys to hear today's episode. I have a conversation with Pamela Chen and Pam is such a ray of sunshine and beautiful sparkling energy. I met her at the Joe Dispenza retreat in Paris and we connected in the bathroom line which was uh, quite a experience to bond over as I share in the episode why but yeah she just had great energy. I enjoyed chatting with her found out she was also on the west coast and yeah, we connected, stayed in touch, and just watching her content, I was like, we got some stuff we need to talk about on the podcast. So she is a coach. She does a lot of business coaching, um, as well as wealth, manifestation, all of that. So obviously, we had a lot in common. Um, but she also is very much into some things that I am starting to learn more about, like astrology. I didn't even realize that there is a whole different type of astrology called, I believe I'm saying this correctly, Vedic astrology, which is more accurate because it's based on like where all of the planets and stars are now, um, not, I guess, a fixed solar system. Yeah, I clearly need to learn a lot more about it, but I was learning a little bit about that from her before we hit play or record on the podcast. She is into magic, crystals, tarot. Uh, she actually has a few tarot decks out, all kinds of stuff. So she is a very magical, beautiful, mystical woman and yeah, there was a lot of goodness in our conversation today, even just about simple things like intuition, inner knowing, all of that good stuff, identity, self-perception and self-image and how that ties into manifestation. So I'm excited for you guys to hear. In other exciting news, my signature one-on-one -on -one coaching program just got a little bit of a zhuzh and revamp for spring. I support you in this program in getting clarity on what you actually want. Anyways, you're blocking yourself from those things, how to become a match for them, and then actually call them in. And the program, it just doesn't transform your life and attract the things you want. It transforms you because we focus on reprogramming your mind, which if you understand mindset work, change, all of this stuff, which I know you guys geek out on like I do because you're listening to this podcast <laughs> Our subconscious mind is what's running the show. It's 95% of our brain and most of what we are doing and thinking is coming from our subconscious and that's mostly where we're manifesting from. So if you want to change what you're manifesting and what your life looks like and who you are, you need to start with subconscious reprogramming. So we do a lot of work on that so that you can become a clear channel for all that you want to manifest and become the powerful master designer of your life that you were always meant to be. Uh, it is 
an eight-week program. There's one-hour calls every single week. You have access to me for questions throughout the week on Voxer. There's homework. There's journaling prompts. And it is transformational. I have had clients tell me that it was transformational. I've seen it be transformational. I've seen it be transformational in their lives. I've seen it be transformational in my own. This work has changed my life, which is why I am so excited about sharing it, which is why we have a podcast about it. Uh, but this is this is how you change your life is through this deep work that I dive into in Manifestation Mindset Mastery. So if you're interested in one-on-one support, it would be my pleasure and honor to work with you. Shoot me an email and we can chat and see if it is a fit. My email's in the show notes. Before we dive in though, this week's magic is Hue Chocolate. Technically Hue Kitchen, which is their whole brand, but I have been a fan of them for quite a few years now. I I mean, you guys know I try to eat healthy. I'm very much into wellness because what we put in our body affects how we feel mentally, physically, which affects how we manifest. It's all connected. So I like eating good things that are going to make me feel good. And I discovered them because they have grain-free cookies and crackers. And I was really like low lectin for a while. I still don't eat a lot of lectins, but that's a topic for another day. But they have really delicious grain-free options. And I had been enjoying their crackers and cookies. And then they, I think I tagged them and they reached back out and were like, can we send you some of our chocolate? And I was like, absolutely you may send me some chocolate please do and I have been hooked ever since they have they recently released milk chocolate but I am more of a dark chocolate girl it's lower sugar and I've really loved their dark chocolate ever since but I did not realize how many flavors there are until I recently was sent a PR package from a shoe brand that included like every flavor of their dark chocolate and milk chocolate bars and I have been going to town They have so many fun flavors. They have crunchy mint, vanilla crunch, which, yeah, I'm obsessed with both of those. Uh, Well, I'm I'm obsessed with all of them, literally. I think the hazelnut butter is the only one I'm not like in love, love with just because there's no crunch in it. I'm clearly, I didn't even realize I was a crunch person, but they have a cashew butter and an almond butter that have like crunchies in it. The almond butter actually has puffed quinoa. So good. Then they have another cashew butter that has raspberry in it. Oh my goodness. It's just, yeah. I mean, I am hooked and very much in love. Oh wait, they have a cashew butter with orange vanilla as well. Forgot that. Um, There's just like so many, so many options. You're never going to get bored and they're so much better for you. They're organic, fair trade, non-GMO. The sugar content is lower than a lot of dark chocolates out there. And they also don't put in a lot of the weird stuff that people put into food a lot of the time, like sugar alcohols, palm oil, refined sugar, erythritol. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. But yeah, it's basically just a lot cleaner of a chocolate bar with tons of amazing flavors. And it has been making my lunch and most of my dinners. (laughs) I'm eating more chocolate than I should be right now, but it's been making my days magical. So I wanted to share because I think you guys are going to love it. All right. Now that I am craving chocolate, and you guys probably are too, let's dive into the conversation. Hi, Pam. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here. Thanks for coming on. I am so excited that we got to connect again. Pam and I, for those listening, we met in Paris at the Joe Dispenza retreat. She had such great energy with her friend, and we just hit it off. Yeah, it was so much fun, and we met in like the bathroom line that was so long. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was a great bonding place because everybody was so like Waiting. uncomfortable yeah. or like annoyed because it was forever to get into the bathroom. There was so few stalls for, it was 2,400 people and there was like five bathroom stalls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad we connected. We realized we both live on the West coast and yeah, just I've been following Pam, Pam's been following me and I thought it might make for some good conversation for everybody on some topics that have been top of mind recently. I saw recently in one of your posts, you were talking about intuition and inner wisdom and about how when we're disconnected from it, we can feel lost, confused, anxious. And I totally related to this because I remember even just a couple years ago, I would have the worst decision fatigue. Like the thought of like trying to figure out what I should do or say or whatever, it stressed me out so much. I would lose sleep. I would be so anxious because I just was in this constant state of just, I didn't know what to do. Um, And I feel like this has changed so much over the last couple of years as I have actually really connected to my intuition. And it's just night and day. And it's not that I don't ever get like advice or knowledge from people um, or, you know, look for guidance, but I turn inward for the most part, first and foremost, to get that guidance. And I I usually kind of know what I need to do or what I want uh, without really having to do a lot of that anymore which it feels so good. It feels so peaceful and it's just a whole different way of living. Um, so I wanted to, to chat with you about that and just you share a lot on how to connect to your inner wisdom, your intuition. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how did you do that for yourself? Maybe share some of your story. Sure. Yeah. So I think everybody has intuition and they can access intuition. And one of the things that weren't made available for us as we were growing up, unless it was passed down from your family, is we weren't taught to, you know, talk to our intuition or our guides or that inner knowing. We don't know how to do it. So if you don't know how to do something, you don't do it. And it may seem Now, if you are guided to tapping into that, it may seem a little bit strange because you haven't been doing it when you're growing up. But once you practice and once you learn and get comfortable and know how that feels like, then like you said, it becomes really easy and you just and every single day you are tapped in. But in the beginning, when we are learning how to connect with our intuition, learning how to feel the energies around us and receiving messages from that then we, there is practice. It does seem strange. And I just remember now, and I, now, I mean, I have a book out on crystals, but when the beginning of my journey, 2010, so I wasn't born with, I'm so intuitive, you know, have all the magic. I wasn't born like that. And nobody taught me. So I moved to Vegas from Hawaii in 2005 and I just knew I had to go to this holistic fair. I didn't know why I went by myself and I saw all of these ladies surrounding this crystal bracelet uh, booth and I went up and they were like, wow, this feels amazing. And I was like, I want to feel the crystals too. So I grabbed one and I was feeling it and I was like, I feel nothing. (laughs) there?" And I was, you know, and a lot of people, especially coaches online, they talk about their big awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a near-death experience, something happened, it awakened them. I didn't have any of that. I think mine was through practice. 
from that holistic fair, I found my first Reiki coach. I found, you know, I found her. She like pulled me in. She's like, you need to work with me. I'm like, okay. And I knew she wasn't trying to sell me. She was, you know, she was very yeah. kind. And she was like, you know, do Reiki with me. I was like, okay. And I, I did psychic development. And from there, I just kept learning and practicing my intuition. And that was how it got strong. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I don't feel like it was something that just like clicked for me either. It was definitely, no. a, it, for me, it started actually, I, I, I remember when I, I think what you would call my third eye opened, mm. um, I was meditating about a year and a half ago, a little bit more. Um, and I was, I was going through a really hard time. This was when Jeff and I were breaking up and I was going to meditation to work with. I had so much anxiety. I was having panic attacks. I was going to the hospital, trying to convince them that I was having a heart attack or a stroke or all these crazy things I was making up from WebMDing into a deep, dark hole at night. Like my anxiety was terrible and I was finding relief through meditation. And I started to see things. And I remember I was trying to decide if I should move to San Diego or not. Cause I, we were going to move together. And then with the breakup, I was like, should I still do it? And deep inside, I wanted so bad to be in California. I wanted so badly to be by the water, by palm trees, by the beach. Um, and I saw these like agave plants, which I thought they were like giant succulents at the time. Like, <laughs> plants are. I, was like, I remember when I visited a month earlier, I'd seen these agave plants everywhere. And I was seeing them in my uh, my meditations, like flashing, mm -hmm. like I think it was purple and green maybe. And so I was like looking up what the colors meant and all this stuff. And, uh, now looking back, I realized that was like me tapping into my like higher self or my, my inner knowing who was like, yeah, you want to mm -hmm. go there. You need to go there. Like you feel drawn there for a reason. But that was when I started to like, listen to what I wanted and what I needed and like actually move towards instead of saying it was like wrong or doubting myself or shaming myself for what I wanted. I don't know. Yeah. It was definitely a journey then getting to like actually listen to that and yeah, realize this is my North compass. Yeah. I think there needs to be some kind of knowing or awakening, mm -hmm. like you said, and it could be by yourself. It could be really big and you're like, whoa, or it could be like a coach or a mentor. That's like, Hey, that's, this is how you feel. And this is why I think it's very helpful when we are aware, when these things happen, those gut feelings, right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I know someone's going to call. So it's also very important to, to understand how you receive the information. So there's the, the different clairs, the four main ones that I teach in the channeling program, your clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. So you see images, oh, right? Cool. See the images, you see the words and, or clear hearing, which you hear the sounds, like you hear the words or you hear music, right? Huh. So that is a part of receiving messages. Another one is just clear feeling. So you feel oh, it, right? Okay. You feel it in your body. Th these are probably impacts that can also feel other people's energy. Huge impact. Yeah. I definitely okay. feel things. So that's you feel. So in meditations, you might get like rushes of feeling, right? When you're visualizing. Yeah. And there's just the clear knowing where you just know, like, you know, it's for you. And mm -hmm. a lot of times it overlaps. So you probably felt it, you know it, okay. you saw something and you go. There's usually like a main one that you're naturally gifted in. And if you work on that and strengthen that, then everything else will come in. And, and when I see or hear, when I receive messages, it's actually from the left side. 
Like I always look up to easily receive messages. So you can practice on where you receive messages. Yours is going to be different for everything. But most of the time when I'm receiving downloads or channeling or something, I can feel it. I could, I just know it's coming from here. So if I pay attention to it, it's stronger. I'm affirming that it's there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like feeling might be my main one, but I definitely get a lot when I meditate in the form of visualization, like I feel like yeah. I've seen, like seen things happen sometimes. So then, and then it happens in real life and it feels like deja vu. It's so weird. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. I can, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big visualizer. So I know that's really hard for some people that comes easier to me. Yeah. You know what? And I think when people think of these intuition or these gifts, they think of something like in the movies, right? Like Beetlejuice, somebody pops up and things start <laughs> dancing and you see the things, but it's actually, when you see stuff, it's your imagination. So we could do a quick exercise if you want with everybody. Cool. So sure. if you want to close your eyes okay, and just imagine a pink unicorn. All right, and now erase that and imagine a yellow banana. All right, open your eyes. Were you able to see that? I wasn't able to like see it, like, but in my mind's eye, I could see it. Yes. That's what, that's what seeing is. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Exactly, <laughs> if you were able to imagine it now, like oh. 1%, I've worked with one person who actually two who they, they actually cannot see things. That's okay. like their chemistry, their body, but yeah. they were able to practice and get better and keep working on that. And they could see snippets of stuff, but they had the other clairs, the other intuition, the psychic abilities to help them connect to their intuition. So seeing, as you can see, it's not us seeing stuff. It's inside your mind. So that can confuse people, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. So when I teach channeling, everyone's like, oh, I get it. Because everyone feels like somebody should, like your guide should pop up here, you know, like right. literally see them. And when you hear stuff, it's your own voice most of the time. In my head. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And people don't know that in the beginning. They think it's like some, you know, booming voice or, you know, angelic songs playing, but it's your own voice talking to yourself. So in the beginning, I thought I was crazy. I was like, what? And then I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to trust it. I'm just going to trust it and see where it takes me. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't that funny though? Cause it's so literally what's happening in every area. We're so trained. I feel like at least in American culture to outsource, you know, to yeah. outsource our validation and our sense of worth and our, our self-love and our, also our decision-making and our needs mm-hmm. and our wants, what am I supposed to need or want? What am I supposed to do for work? Like there's so much we're trained to like do what we're supposed to, which is outsourcing, I think. And yeah. instead of tuning inward and being like, what, what do I want? What's aligned to me? And I think that's, that was a really powerful point that you made. And I think with that, it's also the belief. Do you believe that you make good decisions? Ooh, I've had to rewire that over the last couple of years because I didn't yeah. trust myself at all. And so it's yeah. like this, the, the self-love, the relationship to myself, the connection to my intuition has come alongside of building trust with myself. Exactly. And I love this because I borrowed it from one of my coaches who's like seven, eight figure coach. And she, she uses uh, my, I always make the best decisions. 
and my decisions are always easy for me. So I said it for over three months. I think I was saying it, saying, saying it. And finally, like I really embodied it. Of course, when you say it for the first time, it's not, you're not gonna, it's not gonna be in you, right? You're just like, oh, okay, maybe I like the idea of, that's why affirmations work if you really feel it and keep doing it. So I'm just like, I make all the great decisions no matter what. So I can't really regret what I, what decisions I make because it's always the right one. Mm-hmm. It's always the right one. It's always taking me to my highest timeline. That's my belief. I love it. And then our brains are so smart and our subconsciouses are so yeah. smart that then they actually do that. <laughs> they do. They do. And I see, I saw incredible change. And it, like you said, I, I was less worried Because last year I rebuilt my business from zero and I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to have the money? Am I going to do this? Right. And that was like the first time I didn't have a job. Even when I was building my business, I had a job. And that time was like, I was rebuilding. I didn't have a job and I was like, what's going to happen? But I was like, nope, I always make the best decisions. So it allowed me not to worry (laughs) as much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love also, it's funny because I was talking about self-perception a little bit last week with um, somebody I had on the podcast. And it's something I've been thinking about so much, especially since the retreat, because I was reading some Neville Goddard. um, And I was really diving deep into this like embodiment work where I was actually starting to get clear on who do I want to be? And then changing, I had to get clear on, okay, well, how do I see myself now? Wow. It's kind of actually shitty. (laughs) And so using affirmations to start and also just trying to really step outside of myself and see myself the way the people that love me see me um and just doing that kind of inner healing work but also you know changing my self-perception and changing it to be aligned with who I'm becoming and I have seen myself like you're saying shift so much I've become a morning person like it's just we have so much more power than we realize it's really cool yeah I really think you can become whoever you desire to be even, and we were talking about this before we recorded, and I, I love astrology and I love all this stuff, but you can actually become who you are just positioned to be in that box. So, I mean, in the coaching world, they work with human design, they work with astrology, all these things that defines who you are, mm-hmm. but guess what? You can change that. So think of an iPhone, right? When you get an iPhone, it comes with the basic apps the foundation, the text message, the safari, right? And then we start adding apps that helps us in life that we are interested in. And that's like your life. So the stars are the blueprint of the foundation. If you want to change something, if you want to create something new, if you want to let go of something, you can add or delete. Yes. I love that so much, especially because I used to I used to like think of those things as like, well, this is how I am. And it was very Mm -hmm. self-limiting, but it was also, it was also, I think a sign of just how I needed to work on self-love because the more I've really learned how much, or the more I really learned to love myself, the more I'm like, not, I don't need these things to identify me. Like, I don't need to be like, you know, so obsessed with my star signs or so obsessed with, I don't know, people are like sports fans or um, TV show fans. It's like people look for these identities outside of themselves and they cling to them and they're like part of who they are. And I feel like I don't, the more and more I'm on this like self-love and self-development journey, it's like, I'm just me. I don't need to be defined by all these other things. I can just, I can create myself. 
Yeah, I think it is really important to know what your, you know, signs are and what your human design and all of that. Not to take away from that. (laughs) Because no, but like you said, you have to discover who you were first. You have to understand you and then love you and then you can change, right? Oh, I forgot who said this, but they said if you if you understand the laws of the universe, then you can break it and reshape it to what you desire it to be. I love this. I used to yeah. be a classical pianist and um, Debbie oh. used to said the whole point of learning like the laws of music was to, so you knew how to break them. <laughs> wow, I just got chills. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say though, what you're saying, yes, I think these are such important tools for understanding ourselves, but you're not going around being like, I'm a manifesting generator. I'm a curious. <laughs> so like, people do that I'm though. <laughs> And these, these are part of who I am. <laughs> yes, it, th- that is actually what I try to teach my clients though. But they do, there's a lot of them. And I work with spiritual entrepreneurs. They're so defined by their, you know, astrology sign, Western oh. astrology. I'm telling you, um, and I'm learning Vedic astrology, which is completely different. Your signs change. And when we came wow. out with it in the beginning, I remember one girl, she's like, but I'm not a Scorpio. <laughs> <She was> <laughs> against it we're like oh sorry like her life was and then as she started expanding opening up her mind opening up her heart she was like oh okay I can see how this ties into my life the different energies yeah yeah I love that I remember she was like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I and I get it because it's like you know when you're first on this this journey like yeah like I used to identify so strongly with things because I didn't have a strong personal identity and it's helpful it's helpful to feel accepted and like you belong and 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 have some way to explain yourself describe yourself yeah um I'm from Philly so people there are just like I'm an Eagles fan you know and it's it it feels good but I think it's also yeah I think it's even more empowering and beautiful to like start to pull away from being so attached these things and just let them be a part of you and um yeah. I think, I think that's what, you know, because we're are in our DNA, it's like that tribal mentality, right? Back yeah. in the day, like long, 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 ancient days, if you were different, you get kicked out of the tribe and we yeah. still have that ingrained. And I think that's what, but I think there's like a new energy. There's a new paradigm coming out the ascension, whereas we can be individual and also be unified. And that's what we are striving for, for the ascension of our planet of humanity is be one, unify, right? And I think that's really important. I love that so much. Yeah, because neither one is great. You don't want to just be a part of a mass, but you also (laughs) want to be an island. (laughs) Yeah, You you can be both. You can definitely be both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I was talking about this with a friend recently about how we were so, I feel like American culture again, I guess it's not even American. It's probably just how things were, but, mm-hmm. um, so much codependency. And I feel like we're breaking mm-hmm. free from, from very codependent dynamics where it's like, well, family is family. We accept anything and, you know, we do anything for them. They're the number one priority and just right. all, you know, putting ourselves last all the time to serve other people and serving people is amazing and wonderful, but not when you're coming from this place of like, I'm last, I need to put everybody first an empty cup. Like it's, you know, this whole shift I, I've also felt happening where people are learning how to be healthy you know even in relationship how do you maintain being an individual while being in a partnership you know it's a much healthier balance than it used to be in a lot of these areas I I definitely I think so I think putting yourself up first actually so you can fill your cup and be full of energy and then serve others 
listeners. So when I do do my energetic practices, kind of like money donation, I actually give back 10% of all the work that I'm doing to my collective, to my clients, to my loved ones. Oh, that's beautiful. Exactly. I just learned it a couple so weeks first. ago. Yeah, I just been implementing this because we give back in money, we give back in time sometimes. And uh, it's like, oh, but what about the energy work that I'm doing? What about, you know, and I do magic too. So what about the magic that I'm creating with all this energy? Oh, I, love mm-hmm. that. Uh, I love where this conversation went, but I'm wondering for somebody who is feeling disconnected from themselves, they really struggle with decisions. Um, how would you suggest, or do you have any practices, any things that you would suggest them to do to start just connecting to that inner knowing, that intuition? Yeah, I do. Can I jump into tarot? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so I am a deck creator and uh, recently Tarot of the Owls came out. So that's my most uh, oh, recent cool. deck with Llewellyn. And one of the most powerful decision-making tools that I've used in my life is tarot. Okay. You don't need to be a pro to use my strategy at all. And I use this for life. I use this for my business, when to launch, when to, how much to charge. I use oh, this wow. for everything. It okay. takes, you have to, but then, so you don't have to trust yourself. You can trust the cards. Okay. <laughs> so you don't have to trust yourself. You can trust the cards. And with a few of trusting the cards, like do your reading. And then if it happens, you get the confirmation. It's like, wow, the cards are right. So that's how you build the trust, right? You need to test it out on some small stuff first. But I, all I do is I ask one question and I pull one card. Okay. And if the cards look great, then it's a yes. If it looks, they look really sad in it, then it's a no. That's that's really it. It's really, you don't need to, you don't need to know if you want to dive deeper, you can like read the guidebook, but you don't need to know if it looks and feels happy, you do it. If it, it, if someone's crying on it or losing something, then you probably don't want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And this, this, so this really worked. So before I used to work at the casino in Las Vegas over 15 years. And one day I was like, oh, I don't feel like going into work today. I'm like, let me ask the cards, right? Yeah. It's like, pull the card. What happens if I go into work? I, I got the Ace of Cups, which is like new beginnings, amazing opportunity. And I was like, wow. what happens if I stay home? I forgot what card I received, but it was not bad. So I'm like, I'll just stay home. And then that day, the next day I found out we made like triple what we usually made. And I was like, oh, that's me not trusting my cards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, so I experienced it. And that's why now I know to trust my cards and it's always right. And we were talking about astrology. The dates that I pick with my cards for my business launches matches up perfectly with astrology after. I don't know. I know after because astrology is a lot more work. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, so. it's, it's so interesting to me because I've, I've been pulling cards recently. I feel like I've already, like, it's, it, it's not really told me anything new. I feel like my intuition has gotten so strong. It's wild. And my numerology, I get numerology readings every week from Teledipity. Everything is a week or two behind lately, which oh, is so wild. Like it's coming and I'm like, wait, I think I did this last week. <laughs> this happened last week. And I feel like my tarot, okay. card, everything I'm pulling it always affirms like what I already know. So do you feel like it's maybe we actually already have the inner knowing and intuition, but the more we do this 
you know, work, then these like modalities like are just confirmation to us, not really guidance anymore. For sure. Like it is, we already know it. It's just showing you consciously in real life what it looks like your ego is like ah okay um for you actually so the numerology thing so whenever we are I want to say that we're surpassing or elevating our astrology readings and numerology readings stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh you probably won't find that in tarot because it's with your energy right now but numerology and astrology you can actually surpassed to a level in your spiritual practice where those elements don't affect your life anymore. So you know how people are like Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Oh no. And their life really blows up. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's because they're still connected to that energy. It's still ruling them. They're maybe they're letting it rule them. Who knows what's happening. But once you start working on your energy, your, you know, your spiritual path, whatever that may look like for your beliefs, then you get out of like that cycle of allowing what is happening, the circumstances, even though it's planetary affect your life, you can, you are now in control of what you create. This is what manifestation did for me. This is yeah. all because of, I really got so deep into my manifestation practice. I, 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 I started to not want to be told, like, I don't even read them all the time anymore fully. Cause I'm like, yes, I don't really want to be told I'm going to create what I want to create. Like we're the creators. You don't need these things They're, I think they're, they're helpful supports until like you're saying, you get to this point where, yeah. Yeah. You've been doing the work. And when you do the work, manifestation, spirituality, magic, they're all the same thing, just different ways of going at it. So you do what you believe in. They're all really powerful. And maybe you'll find like new things along the way, but you've been doing your manifestation practice. So what happens is you have new levels of consciousness and that connection with the planets ruling you or the numerology, right? Determined Mm -hmm. by what is happening doesn't apply to you anymore. You get to create your own world. That's so cool. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I feel, so I feel like celebratory, like all the time. I guess that's why I started the magical human experience. Cause I was just like, life is just becoming more and more magical. Like the more I dive into this stuff, it's just wild the way things, and it's not that I don't work. I I show up every day and work, but I think you talked about this one of your captions too, but it doesn't feel like work. Like I'm like, it's constant inspired actions, which always feel good and exciting. I'm like, Ooh, let me do this. Ooh, let me do that. You know? And it's just a cool way to live. Yeah, I do talk about easy because I'm actually a really lazy person. But if, <laughs> you, if you, you can too. But I think if people do the work that we do without the manifestation or spiritual practice, they would be yeah. overwhelmed. So I created, I wrote, I created, uh, I have nine publishing contracts within three, four years. That's oh pretty gosh. unbelievable. Plus building my business, rebuilding yeah. my business. So, but how I make that happen is belief and energy and working on my manifestation, those things were manifested, right? And it comes easily. And that's when you get to tap into the flow. That's when you get to tap into the quantum flow. So you're doing as much, even more work than other people, but Mm -hmm. it feels easy because it's just like, that's the inner knowing it's coming down and you're just releasing it. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, oh my gosh, should we talk about the Joe Dispenza retreat and what we got? Yeah, let's talk about it. That was super cool. I felt like super hyped up in there. 
it was amazing. Well, it's kind of all this though. It's like rewiring yeah. your subconscious, the belief is because I think you also mentioned you do meditations like this with some of your clients. I do just not as scientific as Dr. Joe. <laughs> he yeah. makes it, I think what he allows you know, he allows everyone to participate because he makes it scientific. He has scientific backing and proof. Yes. But I think a lot of the spiritual and magical manifestation coaches out there do mm. almost the same thing, have almost the same theories, except they don't explain it scientifically. Yeah. So he draws in a whole new crowd of people, which is great for all of us, you know? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think, oh my gosh, I just saw, do you know Queen Herbie? Yes, yes, yes. I love her music. Yeah. She just posted a reel from her podcast. It was like a clip. And she was saying that this basically this, like they're all the same things. Like what prayer is for Christians is what um, manifestation is for spiritualists or what spells are for magicians. And it's like, it's yeah. kind of all the same thing, which I feel like the more I've been reading on manifestation from different points of view, the more I'm kind of like, it's all, it's all the same thing. <laughs> It's all, it's all the same thing. And you'll see like the root of it in like ancient magic and ancient practices. So before back in the like Egyptian practices, they call it magic in China. They call it ancient arts. They call the magicians, shamans. It's all the same thing. So I think we just tend to change words as we grow to adapt to society. I remember when I came out and I was trying to do business, I was trying to do magic for my business back in 2010, but all my coaches back then, there was no magic. It was taboo. I couldn't even say the word psychic. They told me no, because it was frowned upon. People wow. were still scared. And now everyone is like magic, magic, this manifestation, right? It's yes. so different. And now um, me and my business partner, we're tapping into the galactic galactic history, galactic wisdom, connecting to the star beings, light codes, light channeling, light language. And it's still new. It's really funny because some of the magical people, the spiritual people still think like we're crazy. <laughs> they don't believe in, <laughs> they don't believe in this, but they'll believe in magic too. But, you know, but then like 10 years ago, they were in the same shoes. Yeah. So, but it, yeah. About the yeah. things they're now talking about. But it's all the same thing. It's just energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wow. cool though. It is cool. And I'm constantly just, yeah, so blown away and inspired. The more and more I just try to be try to be open-minded. I honestly, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, would have like told you that manifestation is like weird and woo woo. And oh, yeah. Seriously. Like, I didn't, I thought it was, I was like, yeah, that's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought myself crazy too. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the more open-minded I am, the more, the more I receive. Cause you're not like, we block things when we're not willing to see things differently. And it could be yeah. as, as simple as, you know, being willing to, oh, this is a great example, me being willing to stop saying that I am not a morning person and choosing to be like, maybe right. I could be a morning person and yeah. then trying to affirm, I like getting up early. And all of a sudden I like getting up early. Do I get up early every day? No, but some days I'm up six 30 and I'm like, I feel great. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, but it's like being open-minded to it. I think what you said about like you in the beginning, like we both were kind of like, Ugh. so I've been like that with a lot of magic, I have to say, but I'm pretty open-minded, but this new path that I'm currently on, I was actually scared. I was like, oh my gosh, what if it's bad? <laughs> Cause it's like deeper things, deeper ancient things. And I didn't know what I was working with, you know, and I didn't know. Uh -huh. And of course it's going to be like 
different people saying stuff online too. Now we have online, now we Google everything and there's people saying stuff about stuff that we're just like, ooh. So when that resistance comes up, it's actually your door to breaking through. So it's your next level. So if you ever feel like resistant, like, you know, people are resistant for Dr. Joe's voice. Yes. yes. I, I was at first as well, actually. See? And then you broke through and like the most amazing thing happened to your life. Like all of this magic, all of this manifestation. That's what I feel like every time there's something new coming, I'm like either super excited or super scared. And when you can get through that fear, that's when the miracles happen. I so agree with you. Do you, why do you think that comes up? Cause I felt this way too. I was, I was scared at first. I was like, what if oh. it's like bad? Yeah. I've had that come up as, at different levels and totally. Yeah. So one, like you said, it's the past programming and two, it's because your ego, your inner knowing too, Mm. they know that you are about to change. They know that doing this thing is going to change your life. And again, our ego is just trying to keep us safe, right? They don't want the dinosaurs to eat us. Don't want anything to change in our lives. If you can survive, even if you're miserable, it knows you can still survive. It doesn't know if you doing this new thing, you can still survive. So it kicks into gear, like doubts, fear, self-sabotaging beliefs, all of these things come up. Wow. No, that, that makes complete sense. Complete sense. I, I, I still find myself. Yeah. With any kind of change, like it's, and this is why so many people stay in abusive relationships and dynamics and stay in toxic things, whatever it might be. People stay because at least they know that. Mm-hmm. And the fear of the unknown is oftentimes greater than the misery that they're experiencing. Yes, for sure. And and it does take, and it does take a lot of bravery. So being like having bravery and having the courage is different from being confident. So you can be brave and scared, but being brave, you still take the action. So it comes from that, having the inner strength. Yes. How do you know when it's, fear that's holding you back like this. So this goes back, I guess, to the intuition and our inner knowing, how do you know, okay, this is, I'm afraid of this because actually it's something misaligned or I'm afraid of this because yeah, it's ego trying to protect me. So I think you have to find out what your signals are. So for me, it was like, uh, so for me, it's like in my stomach when it's a fear that is, it's a resistant and it'll break through. So whenever I used to invest in coaches, like high ticket coaches, mm-hmm. right? 10, 20,000, it was really scary. I feel it in my gut. My, yep. uh, my friend actually throws up. She literally throws yeah. up. <laughs> so, but as like having your podcast as an entrepreneur, you actually go through your biggest spiritual path because you have so much decisions to make that is life-changing. Yeah. So you'll experience that. And I've been through a lot. Now I'm just like, eh, okay, it's coming up. I'm super scared, but I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes from the trying and it comes from the breaking through. But I mean, if it's not safe, if it's not going, to, if it's going to kill you and it's not <laughs> safe, then that is, then don't do it. Yeah. If it's not going to kill you, but you know, in your heart, you want to do it, but you're scared to take the action, then that is your ego. I love that you said that you, you want to do it. I feel like that just thinking back after asking that question, I feel like a lot of the, cause I've also done that, spent 10 grand on a coach and things like that. And, um, all of these things looking back, I really wanted to do it. 
Yeah. You know, it's, and I think you can, you know, that it's, I want to do this. And then all the things come up like, this is not practical. This is not smart. What if I never make the money back? Like all these things come up. It's that's the aligned decision because you, you deep down, you're being led to it, but then it's, yeah. If you're feeling not good about something and you don't want to do it, I think that's probably a sign that maybe it's not aligned. It's not. And now, you know what I do? I pull a card. Yes. Okay. Card is a great place to use cards. I agree. Yeah. What happens if I go on Jordan's podcast, pull a card? It's amazing. Yeah. You know, but of course I didn't have to pull a card for you. I knew it was aligned. (laughs) But for bigger, maybe like other districts. Sometimes I'll pull cards on what I eat. Is this? (laughs) I love this. this. Is this the highest? So I am trying to have like a high prana, they call it sattvic, high energy diet, which is vegan, but I do not, I am not a vegan. So I am trying, but I'll be like, oh, what if I eat chicken? (laughs) (laughs) What will happen? Oh, okay. No, I'm going to just eat my vegetables. You know, so I try, you can still play with it. You don't have to force yourself to change if you don't want to change. If you want something bad enough, then yeah commit to change but this is like I'm okay with myself slowly changing there I love that I I talked about this recently as well um with one of my coaching clients because she really didn't want to break up with this relationship that she knew wasn't serving her um and I was like don't don't force yourself then like don't create space because you're supposed to create space like we get to trust enough that what we want is safe guidance. Like maybe he is giving you, he's helping you work on self-love so that you'll be ready for, you know, the man that you know is who you're meant to be with. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is always happening for a reason, I believe. And so, and then she gave herself permission to, to just stay there because she was getting something out of it, not judge herself and enjoy herself. And then literally two weeks later, she was like, I'm over this. I have the ick. I'm done. And I find this with myself too. Whenever I'm bullying myself into making changes, I'm so resistant. And then, but I'm, I'm constantly going back to and focusing on, you know, her manifestation. What am I calling in? Who am I becoming? Where am I going? And naturally when I give myself like that space, I do, like you're saying, naturally start to want to make these changes that are aligned with what I want to call in. I think you also, you get to tap into that highest level version of you and you do that, not just in your meditation in the morning, not just, you know, in that visualization, but you do it every minute of the day. And the more you make decisions from that, you, the more you become that you, and that's when you collapse timelines, that's quantum leaps. Yes. Yeah. So like, even like, so I used to, so I leveled up from that when I was trying to hit my first 10K months in my business, matcha, yeah. it was drinking matcha and made me feel really wealthy because matcha is kind of expensive for a tea, right? That little thing, that powder yeah, and then yeah. it's green, green for money. And I was like, Hey, so as that highest level version of myself, who's already had 10K months, what would she drink? And matcha came up and I was like, okay, I'm going to drink matcha every day. <laughs> like I'm going to believe and that I don't know I mean I did other actions obviously Mm -hmm. but that really allowed me like I was drinking and I was like I'm feeling rich (laughs) I love that and it's all yeah it's all about the feeling like you don't have to go Mm -mm. I learned this the hard way (laughs) because I didn't have this down but you don't have to do anything that's going to put you in a situation that'll create more lack like spending money you don't have you can find things like this that make you feel abundant and wealthy that are going to keep you feeling safe and supported. 
Yeah. And like Dr. Joe says, right, our what we imagine, our visualizations is as powerful as your memory. Your brain doesn't know the difference between a visualization that you made up and a memory. So if you don't have the money to go out and buy that Gucci or the Chanel, but that makes you feel rich and there's nothing wrong with feeling material rich, then you can imagine yourself or even just walk in and imagine yourself wearing it, buying it, right? Like people surrounding you, treating you like VIP, whatever you can imagine, you can create that feeling. I totally did this with designer bags, actually, because I've always been a huge handbag girl. I love handbags. And I remember I couldn't afford them up until a couple of years ago. And I just remember I would go into the stores and I, before I could afford them and I would feel like such an imposter, (laughs) but I would just go in and I would look and I would, and suddenly like after doing that over time, it started to feel more natural and more normal. And like, Oh, well, of course I belong here. And then soon enough, like, I didn't even know about manifestation at this time, but I was looking back. I see how I was doing things. I felt comfortable. And eventually I had the money to buy them. Wow. You know, one of my clients, this is so funny because one of my clients came into my manifestation program and she was like, I need a Louis. Like that's what she wanted to manifest. I love that. Like, Let's do it. Let's <laughs> manifest. And in three months, she got three free Louis. No way. Yeah. And I was like, I love how, tell like me that. how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait a second. You coach me for a second. <laughs> yeah, so that was like really funny. Uh, but I get it. Even in Paris, when we we're in Dr. Joe, we like went to the Ritz to soak up the energy. The oh, we went there too. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Staying here someday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you can play, you can play, you can have fun on your road. I think that's the thing. Like your, your path to success doesn't have to suck. Mm -hmm. You still need to feel good on your way there. The more you can feel good on the way there, the more you tap into that, the more faster you will get there. Amen. Amen. It's always the worrying that pulls me out in certain areas. Yes. When I'm not worried, I'm just enjoying life. I'm having fun. I, I manifest so much more. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like the, I want, I want, I need, I need. Cause that's yeah. black, right? I want, yeah. I don't have it, but that's what we're trying to do. We see something we want it cause we don't have it. So that is lack. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be like, Ooh, I want that. I got it. I have it. Yes. And I have it. I swear things have been being mailed to me from this energy. Like literally I think, Ooh, I had the craziest story. I told this on Instagram stories. I'll tell it to you here. Um, I went to this event last Thursday and I, it was a really cool event for, with the PR firm. We got to just pull a bunch of clothes and take them home. And they had this wow. pretty rosé bottle called Rumor Rosé. I know cool. I'm very good at manifesting clothing because I love clothing, <laughs> but they had this pretty bottles and I posted on my stories and I tagged the brand and they responded quickly. And I was like, oh, you know, thank you. And then I was like, I wish they had gifted us Rumor Rosé as well. And they, you know, thinking like, oh, you know, kind of just to be funny. And But I literally was like, damn, I wish I had a glass at home. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, I swear, I'm not joking. Five minutes later, I I get a call. Somebody's at the front gate at my building. And there's a package. I go down and get the package. There was a bottle of rumor, rumor rosé in it. Wow, that's fast. That's that's quantum <laughs> leaping right there. It was it was wow. wild. I I do have a I do have a story too with the lesson, but it's probably not as awesome as <laughs> I didn't get a I didn't get clothes or rosé. So when I was dealing, I was dealing. You know the big wheel. 
at, oh, the, yeah. at the casino. The, so I was dealing with the big wheel, which is usually dead because I work day shift, which is great. So I was just standing there and this guy walks by and we're always hungry at the casino working. And so we always manifest free food. Yes. And so this guy was like walking by. He's like, hey, where's Earl sandwich? I'm like, oh, it's over there. Uh, get me one too. And so he went, he came back with a sandwich. I was like, whoa. <laughs> the thing is like, we asked for it. That's the key. You have to ask. If you don't ask even the universe, they don't know. Yep. You ask for it. You're like, oh, I wish, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I, yeah, I owned it and I've been owning what I want instead of shaming myself. Mm-hmm. And, and like you're saying, just I'm anything when I'm not in a lack energy about it doesn't always come in five minutes, but I think about it. I'm like, oh, I really would love that. And sometimes I'll write it down on my manifestation list or in my journal for what I want to manifest. It just comes. I think the highest level of your spiritual path of your manifestation path is when you have manifested all the needs and desires that you want in material life, but also you have a strong spiritual belief or belief of some sort. So that is when you can fully enjoy the life that you are living because we're meant to create. That's, that's what we're here for. And we're meant to learn through these challenges, but doesn't, you don't have to suffer through it. It could be like you, Oh, I want it. I mean, that was kind of suffering. (laughs) And then you got it right it could be easy and if we can retrain our minds and program to have it be easy then it could always be like that yeah okay one closing question because I've kept you over time here what does your spiritual practice or your belief look like for you now oh geez okay so before I mean for years I just did like a 20 minute 20 minute manifestation practice that I teach in money magic manifest my program and it worked easy right um basically it's like clearing the energies of the day because we always have new things to clear so you always have to clear something reprogram your mind visualization I teach wealth scripting wealth journaling so I write down I journal but I don't just journal about my feelings I write what my future is as if it has happened I am already right and then you visualize it and feel it. So that's my main practice for years. And my practice now is over two and a half hours <laughs> because, okay. because uh, I am learning on, um, I'm learning a priestess path through like ancient desert lineages, like in Egypt and Aramaic and all Aramaic and sound healing and all of that, like chanting and singing, playing the frame drum. So I'm learning. And so I'm, I'm embodying, right. Doing the work. And also um, I am learning more like a hermetic magical practices. So working with hexagrams, pentagrams, the elements and the archangels and secret angels of the universe. So I'm invoking all of that and candles and all of that. So I have a really long multiple practices that I just kind of combine. And it feels like the first, wow, we did, we did the ceremony. So it was me, my business partner, Alex, two of our other friend. One is actually one of our mentor that's teaching us the magic. And we did a ceremony. I forgot. It was like the spring equinox. We did a ceremony for that. That was like, and Alex and I just merged our business together and we got like $28,000 that day from nothing. I don't even know how it happened. Like wow. it just, people messaged him. was like, I wanted, I, I wasn't even promoting anything though. That's the thing. I wasn't actively promoting. And after that ceremony, it just like, happened so easily we're like we should do this every damn day (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. I love that. Yeah. There, it, amazing things happen when you're doing energy work. Your energy is amazing and you're in faith and wow. Yeah. But I do use tarot. So tarot is, a, I make every, almost every decision with tarot. Even when I go, if I, I don't gamble much, but if I do like the slots, I'll walk around with the phone on my app, the tarot app. And I'll be like, will this make me money? <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I mean, I should try that. <laughs> Yeah, like if it looks really, it has to be like the really good cards, like the star, nine of pentacles, nine of cups, the world, you know, like really empress, the good cards, not okay. the maybe, maybe just don't do it. <laughs> okay. So those are the good, wait, what are the maybe cards? See, I don't even know. So don't like know good any are. of the wands is kind of maybe because wands is really fiery and it's like chances. Oh, it could be okay. good chance or bad chance. We just don't know. It's too okay. wild, right? Okay. For yeah. money, anyway. You don't want it to be like a surprise money. No. And so okay. wands, wands is like maybe like, and I think it's like your relationship with the cards. Is it good? Is it bad? Like the hermit might be good for me because you know that's like my one of my cards. But for you, you might be like, oh, I don't want to be in solitude, right? So it's like kind of your, your take on it too. Um, maybe no cards would be like the fives, like five of five of pentacles. Cause that's really, that's like, you're, you're in the shifting and it's like lack. That's actually the lack card. You're shifting out of lack, but it's still lack, right? Still lack. They're, okay. They're like kind of hurt. They're in the snow. And then um, five of wands, no, and five of swords. Cause it's like people, your confrontation. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So like you're, you have your own opinions. It's not so much, it doesn't have to be like fighting, but there's battles going on. So swords, it's your mental battle. Maybe it's like the stuff you're saying to yourself, but you just don't want none of that. You just, when you get a good card and good decision, you'll know, you'll be like the star, the sun. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So star, sun, empress, you said. Em empress, emperor is really good. The world is good. You know, if it's like a partnership thing, lovers, maybe two of cups, it's really good. Uh, all of the aces are really good. I think okay. queen of pentacles is really good. King of pentacles for money. Uh, knight of pentacles is good for money. It's just a little bit like steady money, slow, a little bit slower, you know, knight of pentacles. Yeah. It's so like the king steady. of pentacles is a lot of money. Oh yeah. You're like mastery. You're like, <laughs> you're like millionaire CEO. Yeah. Cool. So that's good. So you kind of, you play with it and you see which one and you can read the guidebook, right? You oh, can read yeah. the guidebook to see if it's a good card, if it's a bad card or whatever. There's not really bad cards. They're just learning cards. But then you don't, if you want something, you don't want to learn through it. <laughs> right, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> You're like, I want to have the lessons learned. Let's let's just get the thing. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is you pull one card. So not, you pull a card and you're like, oh, I know I don't like this. Let me pull another one. Let me pull another one. Oh yeah. You got to go with the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is so fun. You have your own deck. So I will link that in the show notes. Tarot of the Owls. Yeah, this is actually my second published. So the first one is Witchling Academy Tarot, and they're both with Llewellyn Worldwide. Okay. And um, Alex and I actually manifested. We won the Hay House writing competition last year. Oh, wow. Oh, my so gosh. And we have two decks coming out with Hay House. Yeah. Uh, that's so exciting. Okay, so mm -hmm. I will link that in the show notes. Where can people find you? Uh, so on Instagram, I am Pamela Unicorn. Pamela Unicorn. 
I, I, and I like when you told me that in person, I was like, this is totally her energy. Oh. It's like <laughs> radiant and sparkly and rainbow Yay. and bubbly. And I was just like, this is so her. I love it. You're such a joy and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on today. This was so much fun. I'm it was excited so fun. to about tarot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. And let me share like different types of magic, you know. You're welcome. I'm excited to learn more and uh, yeah, just continue this beautiful yeah. journey we're all on.